The first thing Robbie did when he heard the singing was to stop in surprise. But then he walked over to the boathouse, opened its door, and stepped inside. At first, in the sudden gloom after the brilliant tropical sunshine outside, his eyes were so dazzled that he saw nothing at all. Then his vision slowly adjusted, and a very unusual-looking man was revealed before him. This man was hardly an inch or two taller than Robbie, but he was fully grown. He was lean, wiry, and trim, dressed in slacks and a shirt of dark gray-green. He wore rubber-soled gray shoes, and from the thin gray belt threaded through the belt loops of his slacks hung a shark knife in a gray metal clip and a flat gray gun. Next to the gun was an olive drab box about the size of a small transistor radio. Some plane had evidently dropped the little man on the station. Robbie wished he had looked up at the sky as he had come out. The markings on the plane might have told him where the stranger had come from. The man's hair was curly brown and tight, like a skullcap above his sharp-chinned face, which was brown as well, and leathery, the way a fisherman's or a farmer's face becomes when it is exposed a lot to the sun. It was marked by a fine curving line on each side of his mouth and a sharp short line like an exclamation point between black eyebrows. And under those eyebrows there looked into Robbie's face two green eyes so burning and bright that Robbie stopped short again at the sight of them. It was then that he noticed that the little man was packing something into a small square white case. His brown fingers flew so quickly that Robbie was barely able to see that it was a one-man copter parachute before the case was closed and sealed. Where did you come from? asked Robbie without thinking. How did you get here? The little man flashed his sharp green eyes at Robbie. Curious, are you not? he said dryly. His voice was the strangest Robbie had ever heard. It had an accent that at first sounded Scottish, but on second thought also sounded Irish, only there seemed to be the accents of other languages in it too. It sounded, if you can imagine such a thing, like a raspy buzzsaw biting its way through a dry log. But even with all this oddness about it, the tone of the voice made it perfectly clear to Robbie that he had asked the wrong sort of question. Robbie felt his face grow hot. It's my station, he said. I've got a right to ask. Well, dinner hold your breath until you get an answer if you dinner want to suffocate, replied the little man, and walked out the door of the boathouse, quite as if he owned the station, to the entrance leading to the floor below.